You're listening to the Brooks Snow Podcast, conversations to help you look forward with faith, faith in yourself, faith in God, and faith in your own mission and purpose. I'm your host, Brooke Snow. You have episode 98, Physical Creation. Hello, my friend. These Law of Creation episodes are from my new free Law of Creation mini course, but I didn't want you to miss them, so I'm sharing them with you here too. Each lesson in this series is labeled with the letters L-O-C for Law of Creation. Because they are sequential, it is important that you listen to them in order. If you missed the first three, go back and start there. In this episode, we are talking about physical creation. This is what our culture normally focuses on. It's the work. It's the action side of the coin. But if you don't have the spiritual creation, then this part is so much harder. This is why too many of us have given up on our action goals before we achieved them. When we put physical creation into context, it changes everything about our approach. Are you up for making the doing of the work easier? (laughs) I know I am. Listen in. If you enjoy this Law of Creation podcast series, I know you will enjoy my coaching program at thecreationcoachschool.com. There you'll find my flagship creation course, as well as the opportunity to work with one of our certified creation coaches. One of our recent Creation Coach School graduates had this to say about her experience. I'm learning to be less reactive because I know and understand how to take care of myself. I'm more self-aware, no longer playing the victim of my life or arguing against reality. I am also running and going to the gym five days a week. I wasn't exercising at all in the last year, not even walking in my neighborhood. Now I'm a CrossFitter, lifting over 100 pounds over my head, and I've signed up for a half marathon in January. Who is this woman? (laughs) I am so much better off than before the program. I can hardly believe the changes because they happened so slowly. Part of what makes this program so awesome is we support you in building up to what seems like massive changes, but they happen line upon line. What you're learning in these six episodes is the introductory lessons for the creation course. These are actually labeled in the program as lesson zero. For it is with these basics right here that we learn the framework of creation. These lessons are so impactful and hold the potential to dramatically change your life. For this reason, I feel it is my duty to humanity to share the law of creation framework for free. In fact, I even created a free ebook that includes the transcript of this entire series so you can study it and you can learn even more on your own. Just click the link in the show notes. I hope you love these lessons, and I hope you pass them on to those you love as well. In the last lesson, we learned about spiritual creation. In this lesson, we are learning about physical creation. When you truly understand the power of each of these parts and you combine the two together, you are literally unstoppable in what you can create in your life. I'm excited to show you the power and vision that happens when we put the two parts together. As a quick reminder, the law of creation is a universal law that creates everything in our life. 
This is the same law God uses to create and can be found in the Genesis story of the creation of the world. It includes what we see, say, feel, do, and become. Spiritual creation includes what you see, say, and feel, and physical creation includes what you do. When you nurture both the spiritual and physical parts of creation, you become that creation. Now, let's be honest. The doing part is where most people spend all their energy when they want to change. It's the New Year's resolution when we decide we are going to do things different. We are going to go to the gym. We're going to eat better. We're going to read scriptures every day. We're going to start that business or write that book. Most people already know they need to change what they do. We know we should do things differently if we want better results, and yet we often can't bring ourselves to do it. (laughs) Do you know why we often can't seem to do what we want to do? Because the do belongs to a bigger whole. To be most effective, it must be integrated with see, say, and feel. Friends, the do part is the tip of the iceberg. The see, say, feel part is everything below the surface. I'll say that again, and this time, visualize the image of an iceberg in your mind. The do part is the tip of the iceberg. The see, say, feel is everything below the surface. Or if we use creation language, the do part is the physical creation. The see, say, feel is the spiritual creation. In fact, can you tell I'm getting super excited here? You can actually align each of these elements with the four different energy bodies. See is spiritual. Say is mental. Feel is emotional. Do is physical. The do is the tip of the iceberg, and the see, say, feel is everything under the surface. And might I add, the doing is really difficult when everything under the surface has not changed to support your efforts. If you're trying to work on a physical creation, but you have not yet done a spiritual creation, it's going to be a long, frustrating process to create this way. One of my favorite creation examples is building a house. If I want to build a house, I can go buy lumber and start the physical creation of framing up some walls. I'm doing part of the physical creation. But chances are, this is quickly going to become frustrating. I'm not going to get very far. This is why you start with blueprints when you build a house. The blueprints are the spiritual creation. We can see it. The measurements give us words and direction. The details provided on the blueprints give us a feeling of confidence to go forth and do the physical creation of building the house. The more detailed the blueprints, the more smooth the process of the doing in physical creation. And yet, the spiritual creation is rarely given attention, and we frustrate ourselves to no end in trying to force change in our lives when we only do things differently. If I try to lose weight by changing what I do, 
but I still see myself as an overweight person and I say horrible things to myself in the mirror and I still feel shame and disgust for my body, the doing is so much harder. If I want to improve a relationship and maybe I decide to do more listening, but I still see, say, and feel that this person is annoying, frustrating, or doesn't care about me, creating change is going to be hard. If I want to grow my business and I decide to do more networking, but I still see others as competition and I say words of comparison to myself and I feel like I'm not good enough, then creating change is going to be hard. For best results, we must have a spiritual and physical creation. Focusing on see, say, and feel will many times naturally lead you to do things differently. This is why the iceberg analogy is so fitting. The spiritual creation really does represent 90% of the work. You can totally get amazing results from focusing mostly on the spiritual creation. In our causing and effect lesson, we explored the Book of Mormon story of Nephi and his brothers, Laman and Lemuel. Despite having the exact same life circumstances, the elements of see, say, and feel for each of them was wildly different. When Nephi is asked by his father Lehi to return to Jerusalem for the gold plates, he prioritizes the spiritual creation. He asks God for himself if the dreams and guidance his father is receiving are true. In 1 Nephi chapter 2, verse 16, we read, I, Nephi, being exceedingly young, nevertheless being large in stature and also having great desires to know the mysteries of God, wherefore I did cry unto the Lord, and behold, he did visit me and did soften my heart that I did believe all the words which had been spoken by my father. Wherefore, I did not rebel against him like unto my brothers. Close quote. It is so interesting to note here, Nephi indicates his heart was softened. This must mean that earlier his heart was not soft. <laughs> Perhaps he had been influenced by the murmuring and complaining of his brothers. It is easy to be influenced by the way others see, say, and feel. This is why the news and social media are so powerful. It is projecting a perspective. It's painting a narrative and it conjures feelings. And as we all know, (laughs) complainers are often loud and persuasive. Laman and Lemuel were no doubt influential on an impressionable younger brother. And yet, Nephi is wise enough to seek God to know for himself. God softens his heart and changes how Nephi sees, what he says, and how he feels. To bring this to full completion, it also changes what Nephi chooses to do. After being asked by his father to return to Jerusalem and consulting with the Lord to get his own inspiration, he replies with these famous words, I will go and do the things which the Lord hath commanded. For I know that the Lord giveth no commandments unto the children of men, save he shall prepare a way for them, that they may accomplish the thing which he commanded them. I will go and do. (laughs) There's that word again. 
The only reason he can so willingly submit to this task is because he has done the spiritual work to have God change how he sees, what he says, and how he feels. Laman and Lemuel do not seek a spiritual change, and therefore the doing part is a massive struggle. And as we all know, the struggle is real. Every one of us has experienced how hard the doing can be, especially when we have not changed what is under the surface. So friends, creation is twofold, spiritual creation and physical creation. Physical creation brings completion. Perhaps this is why after the physical creation, God called it good. You cannot have one without the other. They balance one another and symbiotically grow and expand to create something amazing. If you only focus on the doing, you will likely burn out, get frustrated, or progress slowly. If you only focus on the see, say, feel, you're neglecting the physical work and the agency required to move forward. Add the two parts together and you have true power. In her glorious book, Eve and Adam, author Melinda Wilwhite Brown states, we too must take action in order to make progress, especially grace-guided progress. As Elder D. Todd Christofferson has explained, we can't just want God's help. We must actually choose God's help through doing in order to honor agency. If we will put forth sincere effort, God will help us give our unique gift to the world. Close quote. I love that Melinda describes this process as grace-guided Doing is oftentimes messy. We're learning new skills. We're battling the natural man and woman inside each of us that would like to opt for laziness instead. And perhaps most importantly, creation is not a solo act. It requires two. Whether it is procreating new life or simply you and the Lord co-creating your own personal development, You do not and cannot do it alone. It requires two. It is grace-guided. I have learned for myself that when the doing is hard, I'm always trying to do it alone. Every part of creation is meant to be done together. When I try to do it all myself, I'm working against natural law. When I neglect one or more parts of creation, I am working against the natural law. And what happens when you work against the law? You get stuck. (laughs) Or a nice little scripture description is you are damned. You cannot progress. You can't go forward. And none of us want that. It appears then that figuring out the law of creation is vital for our progression To become a co-creator with God is to unite with him completely. We come to God to be given new eyes to see, a new mind to speak, and a new heart to feel. We come to God for both his redeeming and enabling power to support us in the doing. It is then In a grace-guided fashion, line upon line, we move forward and develop the divine attribute 
of creator. Do these principles make you excited? (laughs) I love this framework so much. But friend, we are not done. We still have some important things to address. In the next episode, we are going to talk about opposition. Creation would be easy if all it took was just a quick shift to see, say, feel, and do differently, right? We're going to learn how to create with opposition, not in spite of it. I promise that lesson will blow your mind. (laughs) In the meantime, you are a creator. Go create something great. If you are loving the power in this framework and you want to learn how to make it even more practical, this is why I founded the Creation Coach School. I invite you to take my full-length creation course program. The Creation Coach School offers specialized training in using the law of creation for your own personal transformation, as well as the opportunity to work with a certified creation coach or to become a creation coach yourself. Our self-paced creation course is available at any time year-round, but the opportunity to work live with me in a group setting only happens once a year. These programs are designed to help support you in creating your best life. This is a holistic approach. We work on our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. And of course, I provide dozens of tools that support you in making these changes spiritually as well as physically. The doing part of progress does not have to be hard, overwhelming, or unsustainable. I promise if you apply these principles, you will transform. If this feels like the right fit for you, we would love to have you join us. Simply go to thecreationcoachschool.com to learn more. You are a creator. Now go create something great.